Hello, everybody. Welcome back to today's episode of the Chicago Talk Podcast. And let's start today's episode off talking about the Blackhawks who defeated the New Jersey Devils last night, eight to five. Now improving their record to nineteen twenty six and eight on the year. Two players from the Hawks with hat tricks in this one: Brandon Hagel with his first career hat trick, and Patrick Kane with his eighth career, with his eleventh career hat trick, eighth in a in a uh, regular season game. So, great game for the Hawks in this one. Didn't start off the best. They went down 2-1 early in the first period. Uh, they you know, capitalized on some of New Jersey's turnovers early in that game. I mean, Brandon Hagel with the first goal of the game was mainly just because he was standing in the middle of the ice when New Jersey coughed the puck up. Uh, but then the Hawks made a couple you know, defensive, had a couple defensive laps in that period. Uh, we saw Eric Gustafson get stripped, which led to the first goal for New Jersey. And then we saw Seth Jones try and make a, you know, try and make a breakout pass, and the puck ended up getting stripped from him as well well and goes back the other way so um really not a no, not a great first period for the Hawks however they were able to come back in that second period get three goals then that fourth period uh four goals as well as two empty two empty netters Kevin Lankinen 31 saves on 36 shots in this one uh his first win since Thanksgiving that's now his first uh in his first game back since the 22nd of January so good to ease him back into the into the uh swing of things in this one but uh, Brandon Hagel really helping out his trade value here. If the Hawks are wanting to trade him away, um, you know he'll be in a great situation now after this game. This should this was a really nice game for him. He plays so well opposite Patrick Kane. I mean, his speed has always been a big um, a big issue for opposing teams. Uh, but now that he's able to you know finish, now that he's able to uh, get the puck in the stick more and you know make or uh, make great plays with the puck. Uh, you know it's making him a lot more of a you no know, lot more of a dangerous player, and it should help his trade value a lot uh, when the deadline rolls around here so great game for the Hawks Uh, we did see at the end of that game Brandon Hagel and PK Subban got into a fight uh, after on Hagel's on uh, Hagel's empty netter Subban tripped him when he had a clear breakaway very dirty play by PK Subban Um, something I probably expect to see the NHL try and take some action with that one not sure what they'll uh, what they'll plan to do with that but still uh, Hawks Nice victory here uh, against New Jersey, a team that they probably should be beating for the most part. But uh, Hawks now 19-28-8 and eight on the season right now. Uh, now they'll be playing their next game against the St. Louis Blues tomorrow at 2 o'clock at the United Center. Uh, the Blues are coming into this one playing some pretty good hockey recently. Currently on a three-game winning streak, coming off of a victory Tuesday over the Flyers, victory Saturday over the Leafs, and victory uh, and a uh, victory yesterday over the uh, Sabers. So, Blues coming into this one playing some really good hockey. They're second in the Central Division right now. I think they're keeping up with Colorado very nicely this season. So this game not going to be easy at all for the Hawks. Last time the Blues and Hawks played, Hawks had a very flat effort. I remember that was the way the uh, the game was sort of defined. Was uh, in their second game back from the All Star break. 5-1 loss, just not a good game from them. So if they're going to be able to you know, come out here and beat this Blues team, they're going to need to play a whole lot better than they are right now because this is this was you no know, not a not a good effort last time these two teams played. So hopefully the Hawks can be able to build off of this offensive uh, offensive show that uh, they had last that they uh, just had last night. Hawks have also made some other roster moves. They have moved uh, Lucas Reichel and Josiah Glavis, uh, and uh, Jacob Glavis to Rockford. Uh, so Hawks will be uh, will be moving on from both those guys right now. It's pretty much expected. Um, 
uh, you know, it, it, it makes a lot of sense, honestly. Reichel, uh, you know, he wasn't getting the chances in the NHL, even though he was playing with, you no, know, he was playing top line minutes, still just wasn't, we weren't really seeing his skills really shown off, hadn't registered a point yet, but he did see it, you no, know, he did see some consistent minutes here, which is a good thing, and he should see a lot more minutes coming up here, and I'm sure we'll see him in the NHL again some other time. Glavis also played some pretty big minutes as well after Dehan and McCabe were both ruled out for this game against New Jersey. We saw him and Alec Regula play together, and they both played pretty well. Um, so I'm sure we'll definitely see him in the NHL again at some point. So uh, Hawks making some moves, and then Jonathan Tays and uh, Reese Johnson are both on the ice for practice. They are not doing uh, any contact drills. The Hawks are trying to ease them both back into the uh, no back into the swing of things. Uh, Tays with the concussion, uh, and then Johnson has been out for a very long time here. So uh, hopefully both those guys are going to be returning to the ice soon. Uh, especially Jonathan Tays should be a big help for this team, uh, especially in the faceoff dot and just as a leader. Uh, uh, would be great. Would be a, uh, a great acquisition for this Hawks team. Now let's turn to the Bulls, who will be taking on the Memphis Grizzlies tonight at seven o'clock at the United Center. Bulls come into this one 39 and 21 on a six-game winning streak that expanded past the uh, before the All-Star break. Grizzlies come into this one 41 and 20 on the season. They're currently on a two-game losing streak, coming off of losses to the Timberwolves Thursday and the and the uh, Trailblazers Wednesday. So uh, right now. Uh, Bulls are in a pretty good position here. I mean, they have they have a lot of no, they have a lot of momentum coming their way. Uh, they're currently tied for first place with the Heat right now, who have also been playing good basketball. They've won their second straight here. Um, so, I mean, uh, Bulls in a pretty good position right now. DeMar DeRozan continues to play at an MVP level. This is not going to be an easy game, though. Last time these two teams met, uh, Grizzlies got the upper hand in this one, mainly because the Bulls had a lot of injury issues uh, around them at the time. But the big thing the Bulls are going to need to focus on is just trying to cut down this offense. That's not going to be an easy thing at all. John Morant's been having an outstanding season. Uh, guys like Jaron Jackson Jr. have also been having pretty nice years. So uh, Bulls, no, not going to be an easy game defensively. They're going to have to really, uh, no, really step up defensively in order to uh, to win this game here. Big thing they're going to have to watch out for, transition. They are a very good transition team. Currently have the most uh, fast break points per game on transition. So uh, that's going to be a big emphasis on this of this uh, Bulls defense tonight. Uh, they're also, like I said, second in the NBA when it comes to scoring at 113 points per game. They also lead the NBA in rebounding at 49 rebounds per game. Uh, they also lead in steals per game at 10 and blocks at 6.3 per game. So, um they they've been no they've been a really good team this season rebounding they're gonna need a lot of help down low Nikola Vucevic gonna need to improve or gonna need to play a lot better than he did in that one against Atlanta uh Tristan Thompson uh his rebounding ability should definitely help the Bulls out a lot in this one um hopefully they're gonna be able to come in here and uh and no take on no take on this uh Take on this Grizzlies team and play some play some good basketball and continue this uh, winning streak here, which would most likely boost them into a first place spot if the Heat are to lose today against the San Antonio Spurs. So let's hope for that, so that the Bulls can get right back into that first and that uh, first seed in the Eastern Conference here. Now let's turn to the White Sox, who have now made some uh, some minor league deals. They have uh, agreed to deals with Wes Benjamin and Patrick Kelvin. Uh, Benjamin is joining his second club. He was with the Rangers in 2020. He was a former fifth round pick. Uh, no, didn't do too bad in his time with the Rangers. A 4.84 ERA across 22 and a half innings. Uh, before in 2021, the wheels just sort of fell off. Uh, eighth, a uh, 8.74 ERA in 22 appear in a uh, 22 in. 
innings. His his uh, swinging strikeout level dropped to 9.5, while his walk rate uh, doubled in that time. So uh, he really struggled with the Rangers, went to AAA, and is now going to be back uh, with a new organization here. There's no real risk in this one, since he can definitely improve in AAA. Uh, I, I could definitely see him you know, being able to go into Charlotte and being able, to, being able to possibly be like an Evan Marshall, moved up and down pretty much every week from the majors to the minors. So uh, I could definitely see him in a, being in a role like that. And if you no, know, it doesn't work out for him, then he's a pretty easy move here for the Sox. Uh, now, let's talk about the other guy they brought in, which was Patrick Kelvan, uh, Kelevan. I believe that's how you say his name. Uh, he is definitely, he is a good amount of MLB action, actually. Came up with the Reds in 2017, hit 208 and 204 plate appearances. Um, He's also had 48, uh, 46 other plate appearances in three seasons with the Padres and D-backs. And he also saw some time in the majors last year with the Padres last May. So uh, he has far more experience in AAA. Uh, he's, de- he's been a lot more effective in AAA over his uh, career here. Uh, in, you know, his, in his five seasons in the minors, uh, he has a 260, uh, 262 batting average uh, combined in all those seasons. And he spent last season uh, with the Friars' top affiliates uh, in the El Paso and the uh, El Paso Chihuahuas boasting a 261 uh, batting average with 21 home runs in 91 games. So also not a bad option. Somebody who could be moved up and down from uh, from the minors to the majors. Not a not a bad move at all for the Sox here. And now let's turn to the Cubs, or actually just the MLB in general, actually, uh, who have agreed to cancel more spring training games. So now it looks like there's going to be three more days of spring training games canceled on the 5th, 6th, and 7th. So now the earliest that the spring training games can actually start is on March 8th. So unfortunately, it doesn't look like this this uh this uh, players player lockout is going to be ending anytime soon here, which is unfortunate. We don't get to see any Cubs baseball, and honestly, at this point, I probably expect that we're not going to see any spring training at all. And if there is going to be a point where they do come to an agreement in this upcoming month, we probably won't see many spring training games at all. Probably maybe a, maybe five or six, uh, but. Right now, hopefully, this is going to uh, this is going to end soon uh, with the MLB and the MLBPA. But that is going to do it for today's episode of the podcast. Thank you for tuning in, and I will see you guys tomorrow.